0: Kicking off June with some heat. Across the city and suburbs, we are seeing temperatures in the high 80s. It's already hit 90 degrees at O'Hare. But have you ever noticed that some areas of Chicago might feel hotter than others? Now, if a neighborhood has dense housing and not a lot of green space, it can cause what are called hot spots around the city. And as we head into the summer months, those hotter and hotter days can pose a real threat to vulnerable folks and homes without air conditioning. So how equipped is Chicago to keep residents safe? As we face hotter and hotter temperatures here to discuss is Chicago Tribune investigative reporter Sarah MacRae. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Sasha. First of all, we cannot forget
0: back in 1995 when more than 700 people died from a heat wave here in Chicago. So just remind us, Sarah, how exactly can heat be deadly?
1: Well, um, there's a number of risk factors that can make people vulnerable to heat. Um, Some people, due to medical conditions they have or medicine that they take. Some people, because of their age. um, People are very familiar with the fact that um, older adults are more vulnerable to heat, but also so are children. Uh, Pregnant women are more vulnerable and are people who work outdoors. Of course, one's exposure to heat. Um, and how much heat is also a factor. Yeah. And that can be indoors. Um, and also, of course, heat exposure relates to the temperatures outdoors as well.
0: Right. So those groups that you mentioned, right, the elderly, the folks who work outside, people who live alone, pregnant folks, what kind of precautions can they take?
1: Well, across the board, um, experts that I spoke to said that the surest means that one can say stay safe during extreme heat is actually to stay in cooling, to stay, you know, to access air conditioning. Unfortunately, not everyone has access to air conditioning at home. We've seen some movement on that in city council last year. But as it stands, um, our building ordinance doesn't cover uh, a cooling requirement for everyone in their homes. And so people can access uh, cooling centers. Um, there are some areas of public cooling But in our recent reporting at the Tribune, we found that, unfortunately, there are areas um, that have among the hottest surface temperatures over the last decade and are also home to some of the city's most vulnerable people, according to a a CDC analysis, where people don't actually have access to cooling within a half mile of their home.
0: You talked with the head of the University of Illinois-Chicago's Climate and Health Institute. I'm curious what she had to say about how climate change determines the likelihood of seeing that kind of heat wave again, that 1995 kind of heat.
1: Yeah, climate change is increasing the frequency and the intensity of heat waves, um, both she and other experts stressed. Um, It also means that heat's arriving sooner, um, particularly in months like this when people aren't quite acclimated to it yet. That's important um, for people to be aware of. And it's also lingering longer um, into the fall. The expert who I spoke with at UIC, um, you know, because 1995 is such an important touch point, she did mention that, that heat waves will become more and more frequent. And I'd also point out that we've had deadly heat waves since that are lesser known.
0: Yeah. And that was uh, Elena Grossman, who you spoke with at at UIC. You also talked with Jacques Wallace about how air conditioning could have saved his mom's life. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah. Um, Jacques Wallace... um, is someone who I met, you know, a decade after he lost his mom. Um, And with the time to reflect on that, he really developed a a strong point of view around air conditioning because his mother lived in a unit, uh, I'm sorry, in a building that had less than 100 units. That's important to note because currently our ordinance mandates some cooling available in 100-plus unit buildings. Mm. Um, You know, some people in that building had air conditioners. His mom did not. Um, and he was you know working on helping um to install one for her, but uh, you know but the heat wave hit, and whenever she died um it was it would it was amidst you know one of the hottest days of the year in a heat wave that lasted uh, for a couple of days and even in the Cook county medical examiner's data, not only in Jacques wallace's own memory, it notes um you know a hundred degree temperature in the building
0: wow. You mentioned that that city ordinance there. Let's let's get into some specifics. Landlords are required to heat apartments, but it wasn't until last year when when we saw three elderly women die because of overheating in, in their building that the city required landlords to to cool their buildings. What are you hearing from advocates, Sarah, and and, and residents about whether this goes far enough?
1: Mm. I met a lot of people. Um You know, reporting out in various parts of the city during heat advisory days last summer, I met a lot of people whose just situation themselves um, reveal some gaps in the current ordinance. For instance, the ordinance mandates a communal cooling area in senior housing, high rises. I had mentioned 100 plus unit buildings. Right. I met seniors who don't live in officially senior housing and even just based on census data we can see that the vast majority of renters live in buildings that have less than 20 units wow and
0: heat planning on a city level is is relatively new right
1: Yeah, yeah. Whenever I spoke with urban planning experts um, who've researched how cities can become more resilient, they pointed out that one of the reasons that we don't necessarily see a template of solutions uniformly um, in cities across the country is because it is a relatively new field. Management of heat, you know, managing the disaster when heat waves strike, is something that Chicago and, of course, other cities um, have worked on having systems in place to address. But heat mitigation... Mm How can we dampen? How can we cool the temperatures um That's something that's relatively new,
0: yeah, as climate change intensifies, why is this so important
1: well one of the one of the reasons that it's so important is because it's an area in which what we do really matters, um, and not only in the long term, but also in the short term. Temperatures are elevated in cities um, in general compared to surrounding areas because of the built environment. The built environment involves a lot of materials that trap heat. Um, And then even within that, there are areas um, within Chicago, for instance, where that's even more extreme mm-hmm. and so it's not that we can control the temperatures, of course we can't do that, but in cities, the margin of temperatures that are elevated above you know uh, we could we could we could say what they would normally be um, that's what we can address and when interventions are put into place, um, experts who I talked to told me, you can see even immediate changes
0: let's dig into to something you just mentioned. It turns out that some neighborhoods in Chicago do experience heat differently, right? And it seems to follow patterns of income and, and racial disparity. Walk us through that. What's going on?
1: Uh, racial and ethnic disparity, absolutely. Uh, whenever I worked to map the differences in temperature across Chicago with climate health researchers, the way we looked at it and what we wanted to focus on, we looked at percentiles um, and what that means, for instance, is in the 90th percentile, we're looking at areas that had an average surface temperature that were hotter than 90% of the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, when we took a closer look at just very large population trends um, in that, you know, in those hottest areas, you know, we see a hugely disproportionate representation of um, of, of Latinx residents. Um, you know, where where Latinx residents, um, you know, they on average, you know, are, are in the 20 something percent of, you know, Chicago residents mm-hmm. in the hottest areas. It's in the 40s.
0: So when you talk about those those hot areas in the 90 percentile, what neighborhoods are we talking about here? Wh- which ones tend to be hotter? Which ones tend to be cooler?
1: Yeah, we see a huge concentration on the southwest side. Um, But also, you know, there's parts of the northwest side um, that also tend to be hottest. And then I would also say one of the reasons that we took this reporting so seriously is because when you look at the map, which is available um, on the Tribune site at chicagotribune.com slash heat, when you take a look at it, what you see is that the the pattern that we're all most familiar with, that it's cooler by the lake, you also see that it simply doesn't fully hold, and so to answer your question, there are large areas that we can immediately recognize, but there are also pockets, and even pockets closer to the lake, mm-hmm. um, where we see hot, where we see among the hottest average temperatures.
0: And as I mentioned earlier, the the level of green space matters as well in this conversation, right? And pavement.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, asphalt traps heat. Uh, you know, certain materials radiate heat, whereas with vegetation, it's not the case. Um, there have been a lot of there's been there's been a lot of research on different possible solutions. And the reality is that among, you know, many solutions that are on the table, whether it's planting trees or creating more green space or even short of green space, simply what is called depaving mm-hmm. an asphalt area. Um, you know, if it's, if it's not in use, actually just getting rid of the asphalt, even if it isn't turned into a beautiful green oasis. Um, you know, those are nature-based solutions. There are also technical solutions. So, for instance, painting roofs white reflects the sun rays, you know, rather than, um, you know, trapping that heat and radiating it. So there's a lot of different solutions um, that all have, you know, you can find research on any given one where they've made a difference. Yeah.
0: Some of those places you mentioned closer to the lake that are hotter. We're talking Pilsen, Chinatown. What are you hearing from people who live there in those neighborhoods about how this heat affects their quality of life and their health?
1: Yeah, well, first and foremost, I would say that in talking with people in those neighborhoods on the issues, you know, people are already sort of have have a lot on their minds in terms of day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, and so I also think that some of those conversations – show that this is a topic um, that's worth talking about more because there's not necessarily a ton of awareness around it. Um, You know, one of the things that came up um, automatically, you know, were sort of a disparity in bus shelters, people observing that, you know, they're always seeing people standing, waiting for the bus, just with the sun beating down on them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, in other parts of the city, we, you know, we see, we see shelters that offer people shade. Um, You know, People also certainly observed the fact that they, in their in their communities, they see a lot of industry, a lot of industrial areas, which of course involve a lot of you know large swaths of asphalt, um, and and the difference in priority between you know areas being devoted to industry versus areas being de- devoted to what uh, what land use the residents may want to see. Mm.
0: Dig more, Sarah, into what happens if folks aren't able to take time off to heal, and uh, or even pay for treatment for some of their health conditions.
1: Ah, well, I will say I'm 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 not a doctor. <laughs> um, if people are not able to take time off to heal, you know. What happens with heat stress, as it's been explained to me, is that the body, you know, loses its ability to regulate temper- to regulate its own temperature. So, for instance, we sweat and that helps to cool us. Um, whenever people are not able to remove themselves from the heat yeah. or cool themselves in some way, um, you know, federal health authorities have also said things like um, even just removing layers of clothing, you know, so... It's There are recommendations on what can be done to help someone, even if cooling isn't immediately available. I do I do want to make sure to say that. Yeah. Um, but essentially, the body can lose its ability to regulate temperature and then people can become very sick. And sometimes those illnesses can be fatal.
0: Absolutely. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, I mean, it's getting hotter out, I'm sure you've noticed. And there's a new investigation from the Chicago Tribune that finds that these temperatures could make racial and economic disparities even worse. And we are learning more from investigative reporter Sarah Macaray. So, Sarah, the city's in process of mapping this out uh, neighborhood by neighborhood, but the data isn't currently available. So fill us in. Why has this not been studied? You even mentioned it earlier. There's not a lot out there. What's difficult in tracking this?
1: Well, the mapping that the city will be doing this summer in concert with uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration will be a huge step forward, certainly. Those results um, won't be available until the fall. Okay. The program that makes that available um, has been underway for a number of years. And cities that have taken part in that program have made information on these differences in heat accessible. Other cities have also just independently taken it upon themselves using the method that the Tribune was able to use, which is um, observations of temperature from satellite. Um, And what the city will be doing are uh, collecting air temperatures, which is great. Um, It'll be a precise picture of a single day um, in which the way it's worked in other cities are having volunteers span out, um, you know, traverse routes across the city in the morning, afternoon and evening. And from there, developing a picture um,
0: How do we compare to other cities? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I would say that other cities have some very impressive heat planning that's very thorough, um, that, that puts solutions on the table I haven't seen yet. Uh, so many of those cities, as one might guess, are in you know areas that have many more days of heat. L.A., for instance, but we also see some northern cities, Mm. New York and Boston, for instance. And, you know, what those heat plans reflect is something that experts told me that also relates to what's worth knowing about what's worth knowing and thinking about solutions in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And that is that, you know, the environment is complicated, First and foremost, so there 's hyper local <laughs> so yeah. there 's there's hyper local differences, and also a huge you know what hugely matters is what residents want, what residents need yeah. and so the heat plans look a bit different, but just to throw out some examples. You know, in LA, there's a plan to provide shade for 75% of commuters, and that involves building structures to provide shade. Um, New York City has endeavored to create much more comprehensive reporting of heat deaths. So there are people who can immediately, you know, be observed, um, you know, based on the protocol of medical examiner's office to have died of heat stress. Mm-hmm. But heat exacerbates a lot of chronic conditions. So a death could be recorded as, you know, related to a cardiovascular disease. Um, But some studies, uh, including in New York, there's an accounting for what are called excess deaths um, during during periods of extreme heat where someone, you know, cardiovascular disease may be the cause of death on the examiner's report, but... There's an awareness of yeah. increased dust during extreme heat for a number of conditions.
0: Well, you brought up solutions. So let, let's let's talk about a couple more before I let you go. We've mentioned the need for green space, for instance, right? And the Lightfoot administration uh, planted thousands of trees. We know that those take a long time to grow, though, right? So what are other ways of, of creating shade in, in the short term?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, an urban planning um, expert that I talked to pointed out structures Um, so, you know, those could be shelters. They could, they could look like something else. Um, you know, shade could be provided, um, you know, in parks, um, you know, just any sort of structure that can provide people shade, I think is sort of, you know, open to discussion and open to, um, is an important thing to hear from residents, you know, um, what What fits their lives works for them? Mm-hmm.
0: any other adaptations that you think residents in the city can pursue and and I'm curious what the Johnson administration has said regarding this
1: ah um in terms of other adaptations residents might pursue, you know um in the reporting a uh, climate scientists that I spoke to sort of you know put it pretty simply, which is that in general you know, the more areas uh, that are paved over, you know, the more areas that are built up, the hotter temperature might be. And the more vegetated, the more green areas, um, the more that areas are green and vegetated, um, that'll generally help to cool. And I think that, you know, I think of different, I think of different neighborhoods I've lived in, I think of different buildings I've lived in. And, you know, there are, there are possibilities of, of introducing vegetation. Um, people, you know, what, what we did in our reporting is we took this big picture view of the overall trends. You know, I think if someone were to dig into what things look like in their community, you know, um, looking at certain lots in their communities, certain areas um, where temperatures are elevated, you know, that could certainly begin conversations Um at at, at ward levels, at, you know, at neighborhood levels. Block
0: by block. Also a reminder, folks, Chicago does operate six cooling centers across the city. So they're open from 9 to 5 all week. And addresses, if you want to find one near you, they're at chicago.gov. A second note, well-being checks can be requested in the Shy 311 app. So visit 311.chicago.gov or just call 311. We've been talking with Sarah McAray, investigative reporter for the Chicago Tribune. Thanks so much for breaking that down.
1: Thank you for having me.